This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Let's talk about some of the great reading programs we have available on the AMI-audio side of the family, including McLean's Magazine, which you can hear Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-audio. Don Dickinson is the producer of that program and joins us now with a preview. Hey, good morning, Don. Hey there, Dave. Don, you've got a couple neat ones for us today, starting in Alberta. The first article is about a redesign of an $80 million Ninth Avenue Parkade in Calgary. I need a little more info about this building and its redesign, Don. I, I never thought a parkade would be such a such a flashpoint for conversation. Oh, yeah. This, this is one stunning-looking building. I was just blown away when I saw, uh, saw it. Um, Basically, few buildings are designed not to stand, not to stand the test of time. But Calgary's Parkade, Ninth Avenue Parkade, was always headed for Reno. I think this is really interesting. Initially, at least, the seven-story complex was opened uh, to fill a dire need for parking in Calgary's East Village. But with the rise of co- uh, of COVID, obviously, and remote work, and local industries expanding well beyond oil and gas. Kate Thompson, president and CEO of the Calgary Municipal Land Corporation, says the question of future proofing, I, I like that. I love phrase, that expression. Became central to the parkade's blueprint. One day, if these 510 spots aren't needed to house cars, they could house residential or office space, both of which are in high demand. So basically, the building was built as a convertible building. Wouldn't that be great if they did that with everything? Oh, my gosh. It was something that I was banging the drum about a ton, Don, in regards to the pandemic, thinking, okay, all this commercial space, we could potentially solve some housing crisis issues with this. So, Don, tell me about the design elements included in this parkade. Well, you can see from the, the, the photo there, the way it's sloped and curved, the steep slopes of a typical parking garage make adaptions very, very difficult. But the Calgary uh, Parkade gently, uh, has a gently ascending corkscrew shape, mean, meaning that each floor can be flattened, believe it or not, without a full-blown demolition. A ground floor courtyard spans the length of the building, giving it a top to bottom openness that lets in plenty of sunlight. And they even have a ground floor basketball court. Hey, Unbelievable. There you go. Built in gym facilities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a great idea for architects to build in this manner, eh? So, Don, you use the expression future proofing there. What is the lifespan of the building and its possible future after a demolition? I know now we're getting kind of beyond the future proofing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, exactly how long the parkade will uh, will exist, obviously, is, is you know, it depends on wear and tear, right? But it, the architects have ballparked a lifespan of uh, 30 to 50 years. If their predictions are correct, the 2,000 hollow aluminum pickets that give the parkade's exterior its shine could be reused as balcony guardrails 
or melted down and like the structure they initially guarded, transformed into something entirely different. So not only is the design itself convertible, but the materials that they've used, the actual uh, uh, materials can also be reused. Don, let's move on to something here that is probably extra relevant considering the labor strife that is brewing in Ontario. In in real time, there have been developments in regards to the Ontario education workers' strike. All of an update in the regional news update in about 30 minutes or so. But this is an interview with the president of Unifor, one of the largest national unions. And it's their right. president, Laura Payne, explaining why Canadian workers uh, should get paid what they're worth. So tell me a bit more about Lana Payne, who uh, I believe is fairly new to her position. Yeah, absolutely, Dave. She is a 57-year-old activist who previously served as Unifor's secretary-treasurer. Uh, she was elected the organization's first female president and is, in her words, looking to turn the page. So far, that's meant recruiting members from growing industries like electric vehicle production and warehousing and pressing for wage hikes that match the rapidly, rapidly rising cost of living. Don, so many times we use acronyms for the sake of simplicity in conversation. And I'm sure the word uniform is one that people watching the show have heard a million times, but maybe haven't put all the pieces together of just the scale of uniform and what it is. Yes. Well, Unifor is, in fact, the country's largest private sector union, which represents more than 315,000 employees. Recently, Unifor made uh, headlines for its own internal conflicts. In March, former <clears throat> President Jerry Diaz was charged with breach of Uniform's code of ethics after he allegedly accepted $50,000 from a Canadian supplier of COVID-19 rapid test kits and promoted the products to union employees. So it's not very often that they're in the news themselves, but uh, obviously this was the case. And then, of course, that's how Miss um, Payne came into being. And let's come back to this interview, because one of the points she raised was about the pandemic becoming a flashpoint for worker activism. Why was that? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, we know how important those uh, workers were. Payne says, and this is a direct quote, every single day during the pandemic, we saw news stories about how we depend on workers to survive. For workers, there was a sense of I'm valuable again, but they <clears throat> weren't seeing the, that spill over in the form of compensation or improved working conditions. We still have frontline workers uh, who were not being paid what, uh, anywhere near what they were worth. The pandemic also topped off 40 years of wage stagnation and households needing a full two incomes to get along. Together, these things are a recipe for renewed worker militancy. So she's saying the time is ripe, Dave, and, ripe for and, getting these increases. And it's playing out in real time in Ontario right now. Yes. <laughs> yes, in real time, as of tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, looking, so just, just I mean, I'll offer a little bit of the update here. It looks like uh, one of the Ontario Public Service Unions are doing a solidarity walkout tomorrow as well. That just came across the wire a couple of minutes ago. So 8,000 Public Service Union uh, 
uh, employees in Ontario will also be walking off the job tomorrow. We've heard that schools are going to be closing in the Toronto District School Board, amongst many other school boards across the province, with the 55,000 education workers uh, going on at least a one-day strike tomorrow, if not longer. And of course, it's all playing out at Queen's Park with the possibility of a back of a back-to-work legislation and a mandated contract. And even last week in the Supreme Court, uh, Supreme Court of Canada ruled with the province of Manitoba about some uh, wage hike freezes that were being uh, put in place on public workers. So there, there, there is definitely a conversation going on at the biggest, biggest levels in regards to workers' rights right now. So this interview in McLean's magazine certainly frames up the position of one of the biggest unions in the country, almost saying, hey, strap in because this could be a really rough couple of years. Absolutely, Dave. Absolutely. It's a great interview. Don, we always appreciate you bringing us these articles. Before I let you go, though, I want to ask you the daily poll question, which folks can find at Accessible Media on Twitter, at Accessible Media Inc. on on Facebook. Don, I know that you're someone who who has self-control, but have you ever been influenced (laughs) by an infomercial or an as-seen-on-TV product? Have you ever purchased one of these, yes or no? Oh, my gosh. Um... A couple candidates, I, I, a couple I, I, candidates I, I, already on the show have been the Magic Bullets, the Blue I Diamond have, Bands. Yeah, I have to say yes, Dave. I'm, I, I, I feel foolish saying it, <laughs> but I, I bought those. Uh, what do they call those chamois that you clean the car the, the with? The shamwows. The shamwows. Yes, 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 yes. I did get those because I was just so thoroughly impressed with the absor- absorption, you know, and I just <laughs> thought, okay, I got to get these, you know. <laughs> Don, it doesn't make any of us a sucker. That's okay. That's what these that's what these ads do. And, and we were just saying at the top at the top of the show that uh, overall we've all been pretty happy with the purchases that we've made with the As Seen on TV product. Oh, so, yeah. you know, yeah. the advertisements work. And then and, and sometimes uh, we're going to make impulse buys. Yeah. Oh, and they did work. So, I mean, I was pleased with the buy, right? <laughs> I'll tell you, if I could ever afford a house large enough to have a home gym, I would for sure buy a Bowflex. I've been getting hit by those infomercials <laughs> for years. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a big purchase. Well, that's though, a Dave. big one. Yeah, it's, that's in the thousands of dollars categories, but so would the million-dollar house in Toronto. So I guess it goes both ways. Yeah, Don, absolutely. all the best to you. Thank you for stopping by for us this morning. We'll talk to you again next week. Okay, Dave, take care. That's Don Dickinson, one of the producers of the McLean's Magazine Reading Program. You can find that Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on AMI-audio. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.